afternoon. Hello. Hey, welcome. It's the Media Bowl Podcast. Yeah, it is. That's the podcast that we did. Yeah, that's the podcast that we do too. It is episode 131. Today is the 11th of July, 2018. Happy 7-Eleven. Happy 7-Eleven. Hope you're drinking your Slurpees. We missed out. We could be drinking some Slurpees, but we did get we Slurpees could be, today. We, we could be having Slurpee night, but we done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully you at home are drinking your Slurpees and didn't forget. Uh, we're here on the Media Boat Podcast. If you are not familiar with the Media Boat Podcast, we are your source for news about movies, television, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order, but actually in that order for it once. Is in that order. Uh, it's almost like I said it earlier or something. <laughs> got like practice in. Um... And we always start, of course. Oh yeah, I'm Matt and he's Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Media Boat Podcast says it right there on our it's banner. Right or you probably clicked on it because uh, yeah, probably. You know, titles and stuff like that. His titles and stuff. So like thank that. you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll right into it. We always start with movies, and we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. So this one was kind of easy to call. This one was easy. We called this last week. We. Did an over-under. It ended up being at the under. Yeah. We put the over-under at 100. Right. $100 million. Yeah. Uh, which was the early rumors. Well, it didn't quite make it there. And the it, of course, is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Your number one movie. Yeah, yes. You need both of them in the title. Ant-Man and, and the, the Wasp. Wasp. They get double billing because yes. the Wasp is just as important. Um, so uh, that made $75 million in its first weekend. Coming in at an easy number one because Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom fell to number two with just $28 million. Well, we could say it's fallen, but yeah. well, it really hasn't because internationally, like globally, it crossed a billion dollars. So it hit China since we've been, since last week, right? Yeah. And that made some moolah. Yeah. There. So that is officially a $1 billion film. Already. Already. It's been a week. It's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> It's been crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that's what you get when you have a giant franchise like that. People like it. Yeah. So congratulations. So congratulations, Chris Pratt, your second uh, billion dollar film. But first in our hearts. But, but number one in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> number one in our hearts. All right. Number one in someone's heart. I know the that. rest of your top five this week, Incredibles 2 hit number three with itself with $28 million. And so a really close margin between two and three this week. Yeah, we'll talk about Incredibles after we're mm-hmm. done here. And number four, The First Purge, with $17 million debut. and not, That's not to be confused with The pur- the First yeah, Purge. Not the, the movie, The First pur- the Purge. Yes. This movie is literally called The, the First Purge. purge. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, rounding out your top five with $7 million, Sicario 2. Hanging out there. Well Some done, Sicario. Well done. Some people must have. This weekend, what you have look for, what you have to look forward to, something for everybody. Because we have two movies. We have one for the families. We have Hotel Transylvania 3. Looks like they're on a cruise ship. It's a it's a vacation. <laughs> it's a vacation. So yes. if you want to see um, what Dracula and his daughter and, and his son-in-law wolf. and his yeah, wolf grandson, guy his kids. Yeah, Steve Buscemi is a wolf. I gotta be honest, I have not seen any of the Hotel Transylvania movies. I have no idea what they're about. I don't know any of the characters. I saw the first <laughs> one. I skipped the second one. 
I'm probably going to skip the third one. I don't know. <laughs> it's Adam Sandler uh, playing Dracula. Yeah. There's comedy in it. It's from Sony Animation. So all his buddies are voicing the characters. So that's your family pick this week. Yeah. If you're anyone else, you're probably going to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson in Skyscraper. Oh, is this... That's this week. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. In yet another big budget film. <laughs> a big budget film involving a skyscraper. So this is a film we actually covered like mid- end of last year. Yeah. Where there's a huge bidding war. Right. With it. Uh, for like a million dollar, two million dollar script for it. Yeah. Uh, just for the script, and we covered that. So this is what that was. Combined yeah. into fruition. Finally coming out. Yes, finally coming out. So that's your uh, upcoming releases this week. Yeah. Now you... Die, it's Die Hard in China. It's, it's, yeah, it's Die Hard in China. Die Hard in China. He's, we've we got the, the, white, the white shirt and everything. So yeah, uh, chances are Skyscraper will be your number one movie next week. Probably. It's got The Rock it's got power, the rock. and it's, and I feel like... It's uh, summer, it's raw. Man and the Wasp can't do more than, what, half of this would be like 40-something? Yeah. Not great. Even if so. it is summer. Uh, we were cooking a surprise from the from the family release, though. Maybe. I mean, maybe Hotel Transylvania <laughs> has, has the ability. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think we can beat The Rock. I'm not even going to think... I'm not going to humor this possibility. <laughs> not worth our time here. No. What is worth our time, though, is you saw some movies. Yes, yes, I did. So you saw... Which one do you want to talk about first, actually? Because I know you saw two. All right. So let's talk with the big uh, number one movie of the week. Right. Ant-Man and or The Wasp. And or The Wasp. I'm not sure... Uh, it is Ant and the Wasp. Ant Man slash Wasp. Yes. Ant Ant Man Wasp Girl. Ant Ant Man Ampersand Wasp. <laughs> the Wasp. Yes. All right, sorry. So oh. Marvel's latest iteration. Ant Man Two. What's up with Ant Man Two? All right. So this is not a good film. Really. And the only reason I say that is because of Infinity War. Well, okay. I'm gonna stop you right there because you cannot base. Arguably, the best of the Marvel movies. <laughs> Arguably. I'm more partial to Black Panther myself. I know you are. But, you can't really go and say, oh, because this one's so good, every movie that comes next is bad. Yeah. That's some sort of logical fallacy. You're, you're, oh, you're right. Okay. It's just that it just has the unfortunate uh, sure. po- um, time slot to being come the out next. of being yeah. the, the follow-up. Sure. I mean, cause, because Infinity War was such this grand film like with like epic fight scenes that uh. Ant-Man just feels small in comparison. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> so it's just a smaller scale issue. Yeah. So that you got used to the bombast and now you're seeing one of the more intimate More intimate, more homey, more like, toned yeah. in. Yeah. It is very much a centralized um, story structure. Nothing goes outside of the city of San Francisco, uh, which is where it's based off of. Mm-hmm. Um, it deals a lot with family, which I did actually like. Uh, it dealt uh, dueling families and dueling family ideologies. Uh, it did dwell more into the quantum realm, and that is big. In terms of uh, what's going to happen next in the Marvel right. Cinematic Universe. Right. So this was definitely important in terms of that. However, the story they're telling and overall execution is 
on par with what Marvel has done. Sure. So remember how I came out of um, Homecoming and felt kind of very mad to it? Like, it's a good film, but I'm just not totally feeling it. I feel the same way with this. Where it's a good film, there's nothing really bad about it, but it's just very meh in terms of what it's actually trying to accomplish. Uh Uh-huh. Because there's no... Like... There's no, outside of just what happened in the quantum realm, there's no really big, like, wow scenes, wow factors. And I think that's one of the things that makes it less memorable, is that there's less scenes that I can point to saying, watch it because this is a good scene. Watch it because this is an epic scene. Watch it because they do this really smartly. Not a whole lot of that going on in this film. Mm -hmm. And... For me, because there's that lack, that in terms of a lack of Marvel quality to it, in a sense, that's why I'm like backing, slowly backing away from it. <laughs> slowly. He's mad you getting out of the theater and just being like, eh. I was like, well, that happened, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I like where it set it up, I like the ending. I just didn't know if it needed the full two hours to it. Sure. Alright, well, okay, so disappointing. It sounds like you're saying it's disappointing more than it's bad. I could, I'm not sure if I can say it's disappointing because I came, went in there with no expectations in it. Not for, okay, let me rephrase. Not disappointing for an Ant-Man movie, but disappointing for a Marvel movie. Yeah, let's go with that. It seems like your bar has been moved way too high. Well, let's see. We had Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> Black Panther, all, yeah, and Infinity War all in a row. In a row. That's, yeah, that's killer. Yeah. That's killer right there. Yeah. So I think so I I don't think it was doomed to be subpar, but it definitely was in no way going to meet any of those expectations. Paul Rudd or none. <laughs> Fair enough. But it did definitely set up an interesting way to weave its story into the upcoming Avengers film. Which means that the next Marvel film won't be until next May. And that's going to be Captain Marvel. Right. Which, surprisingly, has not had a trailer yet. It'll come. It'll be soon. There is no trailer for Captain Marvel. There is no title announced for Avengers 4. It's still just Avengers 4. Um, But right now, as of now, we are in a weird dead spot for the MCU where... No news has really come out, and we're just sitting here waiting like, okay, <laughs> we know you guys got this planned, just when's it going to come? Yeah. Like, it, it did, Ant-Man and the Wasp didn't satisfy me the way Marvel films usually do. <laughs> it wasn't good for you. It, it wasn't satisfying. It was, it, was a, it was like an ant-sized meal. It was a meal <laughs> for ants. <laughs> what is this? It was a movie for ants. A movie for ants. <laughs> All right, it so on the patented, bigger. on the patented, well, patent pending, pending. media boat scale of see it, stream it, or pass. What do you give Ant Man and the Wasp? Uh, stream it. It's a Marvel film, so yeah. it's not disappointing. And it's a Marvel film, so that means it'll be on Netflix in about six months. So yeah. just wait. Yep. Uh, Save or money. it'll be a part of the new Disney streaming service because that's 2019. Just to let our audience know, though. Uh, Everyone else who has seen this movie has told me great things. So, 
Sounds like that if you're not as uh, jaded uh, as some people, jaded. you might enjoy this thing. So I don't know. It's if you're enjoyable. a fan, go see it if you want to spend the money. I'm not saying that it's not enjoyable. I'm just saying that by yeah. comparison, it doesn't meet other Marvel standards. All right. Well, we got to move on because you saw another movie. Oh, yeah. So I saw another film. All right. What else did you see this week? So I also saw Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yes. The Yes, I'll be your neighbor. Well, you're my roommate. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like a neighbor. <laughs> I guess so. You're across the hall. But this is right, the... yes. You saw a film called... Yes. Won't this... You Be My Neighbor. This is the uh, documentary on mm-hmm. uh, Steve Rogers, Will Rogers. Whoa, keep going. Fred Rogers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mr. Rogers Mr. and his neighbor. Rogers, yes. Yes. So this goes into how Fred Rogers... Will Rogers. Fred Rogers. Mr. How Mr. Rogers uh, created his, his television show. No, in Mr. Pittsburgh. Rogers is his father. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers is also <laughs> his father. Anyways. But yeah. So how Mr. Rogers' neighborhood came to be. How it was. How it took such a toll on him. Yeah. Because he basically wrote and directed every episode. Yeah. Uh, it goes into a lot of the backstory that I find interesting. But then it also goes into the cultural impact that mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Rogers had, not only on kids, uh, as they remember it, but also in terms of PBS and its funding and how okay. he actually went in front of the uh, grand jury, uh, the, the Senate, in order to sway them into not canceling the PBS. Grand, the grand jury. The grand jury. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's definitely really fascinating. Definitely really well done. I did at times feel like this was more of a like TV special, like one of those like TV documentaries, like Nova or PBS, which is kind of ironic, in a way. Yeah. But it was definitely hi, dudes. And hi. But it's definitely uh, worth checking out. Uh, I don't see this thing getting a wide release. I do see it getting nominated. Really? Not winning. For documentary? For documentary. Yeah, I can see that. I don't see it winning, but I do definitely see it getting nominated. It definitely yeah. delves into a lot of the backstory. Definitely has It has a lot of interviews with his kids, his wife, and a lot of people who worked on Mr. Rogers. And it's really fascinating to look at, not just in terms of it being a children's program, but mostly in just in terms of his impact as a person. Right. I would think that that part is most interesting. Yeah. Um, it's been also interesting to see how the internet has been reacting to this thing. It seems like everybody loves Mr. Rogers. He's just it, like, he's yeah. just this universally loved figure. It, it's hard to, to yeah. not like Because he's such Rogers. a good guy. And he yeah. spread just love and good messages and like, was just trying to improve people's lives. Yeah. Uh, did you know he was supposed to be a minister? Uh, I think I did know that. Well, no, no. He, had, he ended up becoming an ordained minister. Yeah. But like most of his like values... Stemmed from that, from just being a yeah, humble boy from Pittsburgh, yep. um, trying to instill values, and it also talked about like how he would handle these like big arching topics for kids as well. It's true. It's, it's true. I mean, this thing's like I said, this thing's not going to get a wide release. So go check out your limited indie theater yep. to watch this, or whenever it becomes available on streaming. But definitely see it if you can. 
It's really fascinating, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that at the very end, I just sat there at the like when it was all done, as it played the theme song and the credits roll. I was like, I learned a lot from this, more than I thought I knew. Yeah. And then it's just like not just me, but literally everyone else in the theater didn't leave when the credits rolled. That's cool. They were just, we're just all sitting there just enjoying like thinking the about experience it. Yeah. And thinking about it. That's really which good. is a really cool experience to have. And course, something that you that doesn't happen. Something a lot. doesn't happen in a lot of theaters, but it is important to note a smaller theater that's probably going to happen more. Yeah, yeah, maybe people are there for a reason. Yeah, people are there to feel stuff. Yep, to feel things. So, all right, you felt things. So, is this <laughs> a uh, is this a see it, a stream it, or a pass? Uh, see it if you can, but definitely stream it when it becomes available. All right, but yeah, if you're available to see it, definitely go see it. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Uh, so that uh, will do it for our What Did We See portion of the show. Did We're moving on. No. Okay. I did not see anything. So that means we can move on to movie news. All right. So let's get this incredible story out of the so way. So our first story is indeed about, well, not just about The Incredibles, but about movie box office milestones that happened this past week. Yes. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has officially passed $1 billion globally, as you mentioned, yep. making it the 35th film of all time to do so. Name the other 34 films. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very funny. Uh, speaking of The Incredibles, Incredibles 2 has passed $500 million domestic, making it just the third film in 2018 to do so after, of course, Avengers and Black Panther. So those are three Disney films that yeah. have already crossed five. Hundred million dollars domestically. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> That's a billion and a half domestic. We're just a little under halfway through the year. Yeah, needless to say, we're on track to see another Disney dominating year at the box office. Yeah. And they're not even done yet. That's the crazy part about that. I know. All right, uh, first animated film, also, uh, The Incredibles. Uh, that makes it the first animated film to reach that mark. So that means, in case you're, you're wondering, compared to its Disney brethren from 2017, it has passed Beauty and the Beast and Finding Dory, uh, with 504 million and 486 respectively. So, so this wow. officially, uh, at least domestically, mm -hmm. becomes Pixar's biggest, biggest hit, hit. Uh, which is weird because internationally, it's only at like 250. Internationally, whereas domestically it hit the five hundred, mm -hmm. so over so globally it's hit seventy fifty. But two thirds of that is just here in the U.S. There is something very uniquely American, I think, about a lot of what The Incredibles is. Yeah, and I wonder if that doesn't super translate, like American values, or just the tone of it is very. It's very steeped in U.S. '60s movie culture, yeah, and television culture, and I feel like that probably doesn't play. Maybe as much as the more like comic booky superhero movies do. Maybe so, that's just my possible explanation, but who knows? Yeah. That'd be a tiny thing too. Could be. It is summer. It is summer. All right, let's move on. Uh, to our next story here, which is about those Japanese robots, the Gundams. Uh, Gundams are going to be in a movie. 
I mean, well, they've had plenty of movies before and they in were, the anime space. They were, uh, they were right. also a brief Gundam cameo, uh-huh. not only in a statue of Pacific Rim Uprising, which, yes, I saw and yeah. I noticed, uh, but also in Ready Player One. Yeah, after yeah, recently being highlighted in uh, the climax ugh, of Ready Player One. Uh, now there's going to be a whole movie about Gundams thanks to Legendary Pictures. They've announced a deal with Sunrise to adapt the long-standing mecha anime into a live-action film. In case you're wondering, the Gundam series has been around since 1979. Yeah, that's longer than I would have put it. Yeah, and credited with popularizing the giant robot genre with over 14 different TV series and several spin-offs. It was also the inspiration, of course, well, at least part of the inspiration, of Pacific Rim. Yes. The other half being Godzilla and the... The, the, the kaiju, kaiju movies. monsters. Yes, monster movie monster. Movies. Uh, which Legendary helped to produce. Uh, yes. Legendary is also involved, I believe, in the Godzilla reboot as well. Yes, they are. Which makes sense <laughs> why they would be the ones to do this. So, yeah. Uh, that's This is that's a good call. Good. Uh, I mean, there are plenty of people who are probably huge fans of Gundam. Yeah. One of the good things about Gundam as a series is that it's a war. And these are basically, you can think of as tanks, not as superheroes. Whereas superheroes themselves in a sense, are the actual pilots. So it is more of a central character-driven story yeah. than just huge robots fighting each other. Right. And if they get the right director, this could be good. It could be. Again, it, yeah, you're right. It's very it's very dependent on if they get the right people. I want to say Peter Berg, because yeah. he does characters well, and as we saw the Battleship, he can do... But big bombastic. Yeah, yes, that's the one I choose. Yeah, I don't know. If <laughs> that's the one I choose. <laughs> I, I thought we were talking about making this a good movie. I got a little confused there when you started talking about Battleship. Battleship. <laughs> Battleship. Now, now, if you're talking about to make it like Battleship, which means put Rihanna in it, I'm on board. Let's put Rihanna in this Let's movie. Put Rihanna in this movie. Put, put, put Rihanna in a Gundam. That's my platform. <laughs> <laughs> Give Carly Rae Jepsen a sword. Put Rihanna in a Gundam. There we go. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, move on. We got. Now, this next story is going to require some explanation. So, so go ahead. So, okay. So, this, uh, so there's a movie um, that's going to be based on the landmark uh, Supreme Court case Roe v. Wade. If you're not familiar, it is the one that has uh, pr- provided precedent on abortion rights in America. It's highly controversial amongst the uh, people who are idiots and don't believe it should be upheld. Um, sorry. Uh, just saying. I wish there was this to a box <laughs> off you right now. Watch From underneath me? Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, so a, a team of filmmakers, Nick Loeb and Kathy Allen, are currently filming a film based on this case. The film will star John Voight, Corbin Burnson, John Schneider, Steve Gutenberg, Richard Portnow, Stacey Dash, and Alveda King. It's in the news, and we mention it, so, because, not only because this is hyper-relevant, considering uh, our president is right now in the midst of um, uh, confirm, potentially confirming a new Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. which could possibly lead to an overturning of Roe v. Wade. But, but it's also relevant because it's had quite the drama on set. Right. So, with those actors attached to this, yeah. this isn't just some like first budget, <laughs> low, low indie movie. No. Nope. No, this got some backing to it. This has got some buzz to it, but it's not positive. 
First of all, they don't want anybody to know, they being the filmmakers, that this is <laughs> going to have a pro-life stance. In Hollywood, that's not exactly a popular position. So as you might have assumed, uh, that the uh, cast and crew are one by one getting a little upset about the film that they're making. Uh, including numerous crew members walking off, locations being shut down, and even the actress set to play Jane Rowe, one of the main um, um, uh, stars, uh, your leads, your leads in this film, uh, is quitting. So the writer-director duo has been purposely misleading everyone and filming secret, uh, uh, secret. I don't know. I don't know what amios is. I don't know what you meant. Cameos. Cameos. Oh, uh, featuring controversial political figures. The original director left on the first day of shooting, leaving <laughs> the duo to assume the role and leave the cast and crew in the dark on scripts, even changing them the day of to suit their needs. So needless to say, this thing is a mess. Yeah, this is not the way you go around producing stuff like this. Especially not something that could potentially be very politically charged. And something coming out on a very politically charged time. Yeah, yeah. this is um, not only just bad practice, but you can't hire actors or people to work on this movie without exactly telling them what it is you're working on. Yeah. Now, I get how they got these people hired saying, hey, we're making a film on Roe v. Wade. But you kind of need to also tell your stance. And people can figure it out by, one, reading the script, which is why the director left. Yeah. And two, you're kind of keeping your actors in the dark by giving them bits and pieces or basically writing fake scripts so they don't leave. And then while shooting, say, well, here, say this instead yeah. on the fly. Like having a master script in secret. It's shady practices. It is. I mean, the, good, the potentially good thing about this is that if it becomes chaotic enough... Maybe they won't make this movie. I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Or if it's too chaotic, they won't have enough shot to have a film in the first place. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So yeah, it's a weird story. Is uh, and uh, yeah, even weirder with context. So uh, we'll keep maybe a tiny eye open. Maybe like the corner of my left eye, just like the little. Little tiny like piece of uh, it. Are you leaning open. left on that? Huh? Are you leaning left on that? Yeah, just a little, just a little <laughs> over here, way over. Anyways, <laughs> so let's move on. All right, so so let's move on to the to what we thought we would have uh, in <laughs> bigger news. Well, the Fox Disney deal. You would think we would have an update for you, as we said several times the last few weeks. The update, aka the final update. On the decision about the uh, the Disney buyout of 21st Century Fox, that is Fox's entertainment assets, uh, would be done by now. It was supposed to be the 10th, which was yesterday. Uh, we were supposed to have the a answer. Uh, Fox was going to pick their buyer, whether it be Disney or Comcast, likely Disney. We thought it would be all wrapped up in a tight little bow. Well, not so much. Not so much. Because so, someone has decided to be a butthead about here's this. Here's the current story. The studio. Fox, has begun a lawsuit from a shareholder to Disney. So so let's make this clear. Yeah, can it's you not, that up? So it's not the studio itself. Yeah. It is one person, it is one shareholder. A, a, a shareholder. shareholder who happens to be a substantial shareholder. Okay. Um, that is making this lawsuit uh, 
Which is preventing Fox from going forward with the deal. So, they are complaining about the absence of financial projections for Hulu in the SEC filings, among other omissions alleged to violate securities rules. The complaint further uh, contends that Goldman Sachs' potential conflicts of interest have not been adequately disclosed either. They're the ones who are helping put this deal together. Right, because money. Because money. (laughs) It's come from somewhere. Fox and its board are accused of having various securities violations, and if the transaction drops, the shareholder would like would like the deal later rescinded with an award of rescissory, which is a word I just learned today, <laughs> just now, damages. I'm guessing that means damages of res- when something gets rescinded. Yes. Rescissory. Rescissory? I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Rotisserie chicken. Rotisserie sources. <laughs> Rotisserie sources. They just spin and spin and spin. Um, so yeah, this is why we don't have news for you. I think this is kind of fair. I think their shareholder is like, hey, yeah, we haven't talked about how Hulu gets affected. Right. Which is interesting because I feel like we actually talked about this. I think we did point. talk about this. We talked about this uh, kind of in, both about this story and about... What happens when Disney does their streaming deal? Right, because doesn't Hulu have the thirty percent? Fox Fox and Disney are both thirty percent holders in the Hulu. Right, and if they get their assets, that would mean become one company. That becomes yeah a very heavy lean on the Disney side of things. Right, and that becomes a Disney owned. Entity, yeah. essentially. Right, and Hulu basically becomes Disney's streaming service, which, <laughs> was this their plan the whole time? It actually would, maybe. Maybe, that makes some sense, right? That to be like, well, sense. we're going to launch this thing, why not already have an existing uh, consumer like consumer base? Why don't we have an existing, existing giant list of subscribers? Mm-hmm. It's not a dumb idea. No, it's not a dumb and idea. And this was a and sneaky way of doing it. I mean, we didn't think about that when we kind of did. I mean, but we brought it up, but it wasn't we just like assumed, oh, were they just going to like leave Hulu for the rest of them and make a new thing? Right. It, it's kind of like these different branching stories that we've been covering. Right. Com- kind of one. Like coming out ahead into one one big story potentially. And as for the Golden Sachs thing, that is also potentially an important point because. What are they already investing in? Do they already have kind of their, their coffers in the Disney company somehow? Like, is there are there ulterior motives in that way as well? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a securities person. Like, I don't know enough about securities law. I don't know enough about this kind of thing to know any of that. So that's not really here for us to say what that is about. But it is definitely something interesting that is yeah. brought up. That I'm kind of glad it's being brought up. Right. If any, if anyone loses here, it's probably Fox, because Disney. I mean, they they have the ability to be like, well, yeah, whenever they're ready, we'll be ready for it. Comcast is also kind of a lousy spot here because they're like, well, well, this is all about them. I mean, they could sweep in right now and say, hey, we'll cover your legal fees or something. Well, okay. There's also a signed deal to this that's not in the yeah. notes. Um, Sky TV. Right, yes. Who, who owns Sky TV? Uh, Murdoch. The Murdochs. And the Fox. Yeah, Well, the Fox. Com- Comcast <laughs> has made a $2 billion off dollar offer to buy Sky just TV. Sky. To buy just Sky TV, which is a British company. This is interesting because this was kind of discussed that this was not going to be part of the deal with the, with, when the, with the 24... 
21st Century Fox stuff. Right. The reasoning being is that Sky is a distributor, not a media company. Mm -hmm. And that's a very different can of worms. Comcast wants it because that expands their, uh, their coverage in Europe. Sky is a European company. Right. This would be really good for them to buy. It wasn't on the table, but what they're doing now is making a separate deal. Right, they're making a separate deal. Yeah. So Fox as its as itself is still a company. It's not going away just yet. It'll still hold its its media right. or not media, its news sources, and should it sell to Disney, its sports as well. Right. Sports. It, it's, it's regional sports coverage. Right. So. Fox isn't going away. This is to buy out all the media distribution rights to, yeah. to, the, to its creative content, which is a lot. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> so it's needless, to, needless say. to say. So, And that's where Disney wants its money in. Now, I think they still retain the rights to Hulu? Like, that's not being sold? No. That's not... That hasn't been discussed in any of these terms. Right. Hmm. Yeah. But if they become a distributor... Again, uh, ultimately, it's up to the SEC to determine yeah. whether that's enough of a threat to um, a streaming monopoly. Right. They might be looking at the numbers and being like, well, this is not really a big deal considering how probably comparatively small Compared to Hulu Netflix. is to Netflix. They probably right. aren't concerned. Right, because as we've reported, Netflix is the biggest streaming service but Currently. for hearts and minds, which is something you can't quantify, yeah. I don't know. That actually might mean something. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep uh, an eye on this story. We are, we've been following it closely since it started. So, when something changes and when something finally goes through, <laughs> God forbid. Watch it go through tomorrow. Yeah, watch it. After, watch the story. We'll be in the freaking elevator work tomorrow, <laughs> and we'll see it before we go. And I'll be like, well, there it is. Well, that, that, there, there's the big story <laughs> after we it. post. Every Thursday. Yep. It's tradition. All right. All right. And so let's move on then. Yeah, we're done with TV. Or we're done with movies. movies. That was a movie story. That was so a movie story. That will do it for movie news. Let's move right into television. And with television, we always start with the sports corner. Our little corner. Comfy little corner where all yep. our sports And are. we start with the World Cup. Because that's what's going on. And we now know who will be playing in the finals. Who are in your finals? Uh, we have... The red, white, and blue team. Wait. France. Oh, okay. Versus the blue, red, and white team. What? Croatia. Oh, all right. I think I have England written down. You there. do. You were wrong <laughs> and wrong. I, uh, like I, I'm pretty like fantasy World Cup is on here. I preemptively put England on there. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the England versus Croatia game yep. was earlier today. That thing went to overtime, and England lost in overtime. Mm. I believe the France, France, Belgium went to penalty kicks. Yeah, France won in penalty kicks. Uh, so that means Belgium and England get to play for third place on Saturday, and France versus Croatia get to play seven in the morning Pacific time mm-hmm. uh, for the World Cup. Take the finals, World Cup, which means. Go find yourself a brunch place that does unlimited mimosas, right? Bombless mimosas, and enjoy the World Cup that way. Get some mimosas. Yes. Jason mimosas. As an Englishman uh, put it online, I saw. Yeah. I don't know who I should be rooting against. 
the team that beat us yeah. or France because they're France. <laughs> they are France. This is true. Yes, and we all know how, how much England loves France. Oh yeah, they love them. Yes, they love them so much. I know. Also, so we're looking forward to calling this the hundred minute war. Yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. It's not bad. No. All right. Uh, so that's uh, World Cup. Elsewhere yes. in sports, your Major League Baseball All Star Game Major is League on Baseball. Tuesday, which of course means the Home Run Derby is on Monday. Yep. And that becomes my two favorite days out of the year. Oh yeah. Which are the two days that there are no major sports. Major sports happening. Yeah, uh, except for like weird, fun baseball stuff. Right, because that's not a game. Right. Uh, so we, uh, the only two days of the year where sports is not happening is the day before and the day after the All Star Game. Uh, day before uh, on Monday is always the Home Run Derby and the Legends, uh, Stars of Tomorrow game, and the Celebrity All Star Game. Um, Tuesday will be the actual All-Star Game. It is in uh, Washington, D.C., the Nationals' hometown. Uh, I think Strasburg, their pitcher, is on the All-Star team, so expect him to get the biggest applause for the hometown team. And I will just go American League. Because yeah. Angels and yeah, Yankees are in it. Because your teams. Yes, my teams are American League teams. Your teams. Yes. All right, so if you like silly baseball fun, get ready for a crazy week. Yep. But because uh, there is no sports on yes. Wednesday, that leads to my favorite time of the year. It's time for the Manly Man Man Tears. Manly Man Tears. The ESPY Awards, the annual ESPN uh, sports awards that uh, honor uh, some of the more uh, touching stories in sports over the course of the year. Yes. Uh, They are happening on Wednesday. They will be hosted this year by Danica Patrick, recently retired from her racing career. Yes. Uh, But But still doing GoDaddy ads. Still doing GoDaddy ads. A little less uh, um, uh, focused on her body (laughs) than they used to be, thankfully. Uh, now she's she's a little bit more like just their spokesperson, which is right. cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. Uh, it's always kind of a fun show to watch. You always get to see a really good monologue by the host at make, making all your sports jokes, which is my favorite part. Yes. And but then yeah, you get like awards basically honoring people who gave a lot to their sport or were like somebody like a maybe a high school athlete that went through a big. Big thing. There's or, always yes. there's always some sort of sob story we, in there. Well, we always get the Arthur Ashe Curry yes, Award, that too. The Jimmy V uh, Award for uh, fighting cancer, right? And we also get the high school Gatorade Player of the yes. Years for both men and women. Not only that, but we get to get the um, Capital One NCAA <laughs> tournament. God damn it! <laughs> the, the Capital One NCAA no hassle. No hassle. Um, <laughs> call it collegiate award for uh, for men's and women's uh, ath- athletics. Presented by uh, um, yes, all these sporty things uh, truly only mean one thing: we're one day closer to football. That is also true. Yes. Also, yeah, this will be give you uh, if you've been missing your favorite football players, they'll be there. Yes, I ex- being made fun of. Expect uh, the Eagles to show up and accept the best team award. Yeah. Also. Expect LeBron to show up because 
He's now an L.A. Laker. Right, yeah, that's that, going to be a big deal. Yeah, that was the other big news, that, that, since we're in Sports Corner. Yeah, so. I guess we might as well talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we can move that on now. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, why not? Why not? Uh, I mean, we kind of just said it. That's really all the news there is. If you like Blaze Pizza, <laughs> you're pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> which I've recently found out. LeBron <laughs> is a part owner of Blaze Pizza. Blaze Pizza. So, to celebrate all SoCal uh, restaurant, Blaze restaurant, Blaze Pizza restaurants, uh, kept free pizza for the day, yep. or at least for like three hours, uh, to commemorate him uh, when becoming an LA Laker. So yeah, sorry Cleveland, but the Lakers now have your superstar, arguably the best player. Sure. Period. <laughs> I don't know anything about basketball, but sure. I, I I still hate on the guy, but I can't deny his talent. Yeah. Uh, he is clearly like the best player out there. So so this means that the Lakers are automatically in the Western Conference Finals. They'll be playing the Golden State Warriors. So what I'm waiting for is for him to... Uh, so he, this, I understand he's an L.A. Laker now, but when is he going to be an L.A. Leaker? When am I going to hear him on Power 105 or whatever the hell? <laughs> no, no, I'll be interested to see how, how big... Local Le- joke! How, how big LeVar Ball yeah. gets louder. Right? I want to see LeVar Pass Balls. it to my son! Right? Oh or God. just yelling at his son to keep passing it to LeBron. Ugh, gross. Alright, let's uh, move on from sports. That's your sports corner. Let's talk about some television news. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the sports yeah. I got. Yeah, except, we're in the dead zone, so all right. uh, all-star game. Television news. First story. So, first up, uh, we have a story involving um, a guy who used to be pretty prevalent in uh, comedy, specifically in the 2000s. It's kind of dropped off the face of the earth. He was very nice. <laughs> you could say that. I'm talking, of course, about <laughs> Sasha Bear and Cohen. Uh, Showtime has apparently been on running online promos. Oh, gee, LA Leak. Purple, yellow, purple, yellow. Thank you. Um, she gets it. She gets it. Uh, um, <laughs> LA Leakers joke for five people. Um, so Showtime has been running online promos that have been teasing July 15th as the premiere of, quote, the most dangerous show in the history of television. Which... And no, that's not cops. ...has been followed by Sasha Baron Cohen himself, tweeting a cryptic message that he will be back as you've never seen him before. According to Variety, it will be, in, uh, it, it will be a show, first of all, and it will be in the vein of his uh, interview-based Ali G show, which was back in the 2000s. Yeah. How he made his name before he was in a bunch of... Uh, Mainstream comedies. Uh, Will Ferrell's buddy. Yeah, became Will Ferrell's <laughs> buddy. But yeah, um, sure. I don't know. I never really was a huge fan of him. Um, no, I wasn't he's okay. either. Yeah. He's fine. But I wasn't like I wasn't big on Borat or any of those movies. Neither was I. Yeah. But a lot of people keep quoting him. Like back in the day, God, that was high school. Everyone made Borat jokes. Yeah. 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 Mm. Hey, you could yeah. argue some people are still doing it. Yes. That's true. Some it, people are out there right now. Some people are out there right now making, making dumb Borat, Borat jokes. Borat voices. All right, well, let's move on. Yes. To some more potentially exciting news. 
Hey, remember A24? Dude, I love A24. A24 is great. They produce some pretty awesome movies. Some what kind of movies do they Past Oscar-winning movies, including Moonlight, Lady Bird, and Ex Machina. Hey, I like those movies. Yeah, you like those movies. I like those movies, too. Yeah, well, guess what? The company is heading into television. What? No, they're a movie company. Why are we talking about them during I'm television? Sorry. They're making television now. Television, including some new series starring Channing Tatum and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's a duo you never thought I'd say. No. Uh, in a movie called Comrade Detective. Now, this isn't... I, I, I like to that this is not movies. Uh-huh. These are actually, like, scripted oh, sorry, yes. TV shows. Wow, I almost forgot. Yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> sorry. Not a... Because <laughs> A24. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's A24. It's surprising. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> You know, there's a chat. You can join us on the chat. Yes, if you log into YouTube, you can join us on the chat. Oh my god, it was good. It was good. Anyways, uh, yes, my wife. So yeah, sorry. A series called Comrade Detective. I got one of those. Uh-huh. You have Comrade Detective? No, I'm uh, gonna have a wife. Oh right, yes, yes, yes. That's all you can talk about. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, you actually haven't talked about that much. Yes. Um, also, uh, in production over at A24 on the television uh, tip is something called Moonbase 8. It will star Fred Armisen, Tim Heidecker, John C. Riley. Yeah, what a cast. Wow, as cast. astronauts desperately aspiring to be chosen for the next mission to the moon. Uh, you want to know who's producing it? <laughs> who's? The Portland Island? No, the Portlandia team. That makes 100% sense. Because they're no longer doing anything. Right. But this is actually a really great segue for them. Uh, this sounds like a great concept, too. Is, 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 is Carrie Brownstein working on this? Uh, no? Uh, no, the, the, uh, the, the uh, produ- executive producer. Yeah, but she was an executive producer on that show, yeah, too. Yeah, And she was a writer. Yeah. And she's I, a freaking creator. So, so she may be on this thing. Uh, yeah, that's why I asked. It's like, there's a legitimate chance that Carrie could be working on this in some sort of production role. Yeah. That'd be cool. Let's look that up. Uh, well, I now have homework to do. Yep. So what, to what's Carrie Brownstein up to? What's Carrie Brownstein up to? Besides hopefully recording new Slater Kenny music. No, she's not. You know she's not. Cross my fingers. <laughs> I don't know. They keep, like, they keep, like, kind of saying it. They're always like, oh, yeah, we might be back in the studio soon. It's always like a might. It's like, right. oh, we might be recording something. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, that sounds great. A24 seems to like have some really good talent on their hands. Uh, those sound like really good concepts for shows. Yep. So yeah, I'm on board. If you're wondering what A24's next film is, what it is, is their next film? The uh, writing directing debut of Bo Burnham's oh. upcoming film, 8th Grade. Oh, uh, right. Due out at the end of summer. Okay. Well, that's coming soon then. Yeah. It looks good. I, I like A24 stuff. Um, definitely going to check this out when it hits. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to our... As we derive from this equation, I'm actually happy that's all you can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right, so let's move on to our weekly Netflix story. Our weekly Netflix story. Our weekly story about Netflix. Uh, This week, they are phasing out user-submitted reviews. Wait, I could have reviewed? You could have submitted a review to Netflix and said how you feel. About Netflix content. Right. Now, note that this is different from the thumbs up or star rating that they've right, been doing. Right, right. It's different. This is on their website where you basically can be like, here's what I thought about this show. And Amazon review style, just completely just lay it out there. Lay it out there on the table. 
And just one one star but stuff, because mm-hmm. that's what you didn't like was in it. So, that's no longer the case. According to the company, it has seen a drop in the usage of user reviews, which are available only on its website and only on a computer. The reason is simple. User reviews have not driven people to watch more content on the service, quote, uh, this is a quote, uh, but rather by word of mouth and critic reviews. I think they're right. Yeah. I think that it's probably smart to phase out the uh, user review stuff. It usually is just a magnet for idiots <laughs> ranting <laughs> about stuff um, as opposed to actual useful information about the show you're watching. Right. Plus, they have enough users out there to yeah. generate, to, to, to know the actual number of how many people are actually streaming this, how many people actually finish series. And they already know that. They they know that information. They so have they that data. They don't need other people telling people about Netflix. It's pretty well known stuff. And they're heavy Emmy contenders now too. Yeah. So they don't need it for awards, they don't need it for anything else, so it's understandable that they're phasing that out. For sure. I mean I mean at one point it was definitely a good source, but yeah, now it's just, oh yeah, I heard about that on Netflix or I saw a commercial or I saw an ad running, maybe I should check it out. Or everyone's talking about this, I should check it out. That's how they're doing it now. Right, It's a, and that's really what works. Yeah, word of mouth works a whole yeah. lot better than reading a user review. It works. Um, same, I mean, I still think that uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic are two of the biggest user aggregate review sites out there. Yeah. And a lot of people turn to those in terms of what they should watch or what they should be watching. But yeah, I mean, Netflix's own personal um, user reviews are no longer relevant at this point. Yeah, and, and plus, on the company side, this probably uh, uh, removes that the 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 they probably had to quality control that stuff and probably had to move like the good ones to the top, and now they can just kind of not do that. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so good move, Netflix. Yeah, good, uh, good move. Uh, uh, potentially. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, moving on. Our last story is a potentially big one. Yeah. This so, is the other one we've been covering for a while now. If you're a long time a listener or slash watcher to our show, you may remember that we followed the voice actors strike with the video game industry. Uh, this was fairly recent. Uh, the uh, the voice actors basically from the video game sphere uh, were on strike due to residual payments, due mm-hmm. to royalties, due to issues uh, involving not uh, being disclosed about what a fit game is before they're performing, all sorts of stuff. They ended up compromising and got some of the things they wanted. Well, guess what? Other voice actors, this time in the animation world, might also be looking to potentially strike. So the reasons for this happened to center on streaming platforms like Netflix and Amazon. Uh, Animated shows that are made for streaming do not have the same kind of scale and residuals, scale minimums, that is, Mm -hmm. and residuals that television networks do. Right, because mostly streaming sites keep those numbers to themselves Mm -hmm. and release how big a show is only when necessary. Yeah. All those voice actors aren't necessarily getting those like, like Nielsen ratings uh, pay that like oh if it hits this this rating you get paid this much or any bonuses on top of that. So yeah, so this is your made for streaming 
uh, tele- uh, animated programs. This is not your, your stuff that's just on Netflix after it's been on a television uh, network. This is your BoJack Horsemans. This is your Big Mouths. This is your the upcoming Disenchantment on Netflix. This is, this is those shows right. that are going to be potentially affected by this. Right. And not just shows that people watch on like Netflix proper, but all the animated kids programs they do too, like all the DreamWorks stuff, the yeah. the Dragon stuff, yeah, the, the Dragon, the uh, Voltron, mm-hmm, Voltron, the um, you know, Islands, all that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So but, yeah. so the the actors are currently on expired contracts since June thirtieth, twenty seventeen, which means that they're ripe for negotiations right now. Right, and that's going to be a year in the next two weeks. Right, members have until July eighteenth to cast their vote for a strike, and a more than 75% approval is what they need. Wait, that was June 30th, right? Y- yes. So, so we did pass the so year we passed, that's why it said, yes, that they've been expired. Right. So we're just... Yeah, so we're past the year mark, and currently no negotiations have moved. Or, yeah. they, or they have talked, but nothing's come of it. So now is the chance for them to actually make a stand and strike. It is unfortunate that yeah. it comes to this, but when we're dealing with such a relatively new platform, well, I guess it's not new, it's been around for a while. It's been around. But now they're actually getting around to doing something about it. Yeah, we're coming around to, get this, a season five of BoJack Horseman. Wow. When it returns. Just a reminder. Uh, so yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of, and this is a perfect segue, so thank you for this. Speaking of animated programs debuting on streaming services, let's go into cancellations and renewals. Okay. Our one and only renewal this week is on Netflix and is an animated program. Uh, getting a second season, Agretsuko. Agretsuko? Agretsuko. I don't know sure what I this is. That. It is the uh, Netflix show, uh, Netflix anime, uh, based on uh, a Sanrio character. Uh, basically, the concept is is she works a day job. She's like this little uh, fox character. Oh, she what's works the a fox day job. Thing? She's the one that works. She works the day job, and how she gets and her the death metal out, at night. She does death metal karaoke. Yes, I remember so, this. I watched the pilot for this. I watched the first episode. It's cute. It's cute. I don't know what happens beyond that. I didn't actually watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. See, people seem to love it on the internet, though. There are some some fans of this thing. So yeah, uh, it's getting a second season. This was announced over the weekend at Anime Expo. Yes. Fittingly enough. Yes, Anime Expo happened this past weekend. It's where we got that right. gun story. Right. So and, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's good. Uh, people seem to like that thing. So I might check out more of it at some point. I get around to it. I have so many things. I literally have a list of things I have to watch now. <laughs> so it's gonna be a while. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I don't know when I'm going to have time. But yeah, good news, I think. Uh, uh, as long as they don't go on strike. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, moving, uh, on. moving on to deaths. So can't, we have no cancellations, but we do have some cancellations of human lives. Ooh, that's dark. I don't, I don't like that joke. I'm, I take that back. You take that I'll take that back. I'll take that back. I'll take that, <laughs> back. All right. So our two deaths, uh, we have first up, Gary Lowe, age 65, was the basis for the band Big Sugar, which I'm not familiar with. I have nothing to say here. Basis. But then the big one this week, age 90, comic artist and Spider-Man co-creator, amongst other superheroes for the Marvel Universe, Steve Ditko. Yeah, this is a big one. That's a big loss. Yeah, I mean, 90, so you kind of expect it, but still, 
That's a big loss. Uh, like I said, co-creator Spider-Man. Worked on a lot of uh, one of the big uh, creators of the Spider-Man universe, especially with the villains. Um, worked close with Stan Lee. Uh, it, it's a big loss. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, over the kind of the course of this uh, this week, I've been seeing a lot of people kind of on Twitter like talking about like, oh, here's some of his best art. So yeah. it's been really, really cool to like kind of look up, look at all the cool stuff he's drawn, all the characters he uh, had a part in creating. He's definitely one of those people who doesn't get mentioned as much as your uh, Stan Lee's do. Right, but he's, so, he's definitely a big part of the for creation. Sure. For like, sure. When I heard that this happened, I was with the doctor. And I had to stop and be like, "Yeah, yeah that happened." That's just, that's a lot. Just, just kind of like take it in for, but for a moment. Especially Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man is a timeless character. He's basically the biggest, if not, he's one of, if not the biggest superhero oh, yeah. in the world, most recognizable. For sure. Like, so, yeah. So to have one of one of the fathers of Spider Man kind of go away is, yeah, that's, that's a sad one. So pour one out for Steve Ditko or uh, read your favorite comic book this week yes. uh, in, honor, uh, in honor of Steve. All right, let's move on to our next segment, which is music. All right. And we always start music with the Billboard charts. So, uh, bringing them up right did now. Did Drake drop this week? No, Drake did not drop. In fact, Drake is your number one in both charts this week. No, that's what I mean. Is, being, is he being tracked this week? Oh, that he's dropped. being tracked. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's tracking Drake right now. Uh, your Billboard Hot 100, which is your singles chart, number one song in the country again. Is nice for, for what? what? Nice for what goes back up the charts. Uh, it's it's kind of all right actually. I, I heard nice for what for the first time when I listened to Scorpion, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. This is a good Drake song. Okay. Like as Drake songs go, it is fun. It has a memorable like chorus. It has some interesting beats. It's it's one of the better songs on that album, in fact. So yeah, sure, I'm okay with this being a number one single. Okay. It's fine. Um, moving on, number two, Nonstop by Drake. Another Scorpion cut. Another Scorpion. Number three, I Like It by Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and J Balvin. Okay. Down, down the charts. Number four, hey, guess what? It's Drake, Drake with God's Plan, God's Plan, God's Plan. That's why I got God's Plan. Number five, rounding out the top five, not Drake, Girls Like You by Maroon 5 featuring Cardi B. Well, I can, I'll just tell you right now that mm-hmm. Drake that basically fills up the rest of the top ten. Yes. He had seven singles in the top ten. Which is important, and you do not have this as a, as a separate story, so we no. might as well talk about this We're now. We're talking about this now. That is a record. Yeah. In fact, it is so much of a record, he has beat the Beatles, who were the previous record holders in that, having an, a, a, a number of singles in the top ten. Right. I mean, uh, we did cover Post Malone having yes. the most singles in the top 100. 100. But this is a record for the top ten at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, Drake... Uh, Drake is better than the Beatles. You heard it here. Nope, nope, nope. Those those words (laughs) will not come out of this mouth. That is not a part of this podcast. We do not accept that. You know that I do not believe a word of that. I know you don't believe a word (laughs) of that. I have to, I have to, because this is audio, we can't like put a disclaimer. You can't see me winking to the camera. This is my disclaimer. Really dramatically. This is my disclaimer right here for (laughs) turns up Beatles. Disclaimer. God, it's so hot. So we can put the fan back on. <laughs> we're, doing, we're sweating for the audio. We're sweating for you, okay? For our audience. All right. Because <laughs> the fan will ruin the audio. Moving on to 
are the Billboard 200 list, which is your album chart. Number one, debuting at number one this week, of course, is Drake's Scorpion. All 20, 89 minutes of it is your number one album this week. But uh, coming in at number two, uh, closely behind, High as Hope uh, by Florence and the Machine. Hey! Which we talked about last week. Yeah, we did. Uh, number three, Beer Bongs and Bentley's by Post Malone hangs in there. Number four, The Now Now by Gorillaz, the new Gorillaz album. Now Charts. Now. Uh, and lastly, rounding at the top five, is that uh, uh, the recently deceased XXXTentacion, Mr. Tentacoin. Mr. Tentacoin. Uh, with question mark. So those are your Billboard charts. Okay. We've got new releases this Friday. Your ears will be graced with such albums as Automata 2 by Between the Buried and Me, Eternal Nightmare from Chelsea Grin, Mansion Music by Chief Keef, All That Reckoning by the Cowboy Junkies. All That Reckoning. All That Reckoning. Uh, Noble Ape by Jim Gaffigan. I guess that's a comedy album. Mm -hmm. uh, Peace Town by Jimmy LaFave. Wide Awake with Ray by Rayland Baxter. Beautiful Life by Rick Astley. Rick Astley, making yeah, music into Rick Astley has a new album out. Uh, Acoustic Classics by Rodney Crowell. Sincerely, S. Love X by Simon Love. And Science Fiction by Tom Bailey. Those are our new releases for this week. Hmm. Moving in to music news. And we start music news with a story about... <sighs> Giant sigh. Chris Brown. Alright, what did he do this time? Let's find out. Singer has been arrested. About damn time. On a felony charge in Florida after his concert on Thursday night. The battery charge was connected to an April 2017 incident in a Tampa club where Brown allegedly punched a man who photographed him without his permission. Brown was released after posting a 2K bail. So, $2,000 is apparently all uh, Chris Brown needs to show to get out of jail free. Uh, I think he has a lot more money than that. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Chris Brown in jail is always a good sign. Yeah, but not long enough. <laughs> not long enough. <laughs> not long enough. Come on, there's so many people who don't deserve to be in jail. And then there's Chris Brown. And then Brown. there's Chris Brown. <laughs> Just let him take any of their spaces. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a whole other conversation I could have about the prison system and how it's jacked up. But that's not for here. That's not for now. So, let's just Aren't say, you glad, aren't you glad we talked about this instead yeah, of Drake? Alright. Yeah, <laughs> how, how about, let's put it this way. I wish bad things on Chris Brown. I don't know what kind of bad things. It's not my decision. I just want them to be bad. Uh, do, do you know this oh, is not, Media Boat does not approve of violence? <laughs> That, but in that's this case, thing. I'm not being specific. I'm just saying bad things. Like it could be like anything. It could be like he walks to the store and they're out of his favorite kind of I don't know stupid curate cup. Or something. But but in this case, we're willing to make an exception. <laughs> yeah, maybe in this case, you know, karma and all that. All right. Oh, we were just say karma on him. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We got. We got. We to somebody uh, <laughs> a lot more tolerable, at least from my uh, from my uh, perspective. Uh, Elvis Costello is in the news this week. One, he's still alive. <laughs> One, yes, of course he's still alive. He's not that old. And two, he's canceled the rest of his European summer tour because he's going to surgery for a, quote, small but very aggressive cancerous tumor. Uh, so Elvis dang. has cancer. Uh, Elvis Costello. Has Elvis Costello has cancer. Elvis is dead. Elvis is dead. Uh, <laughs> the canceled <laughs> concerts uh, were in Britain, Croatia, Austria, Norway, and Sweden. 
He is now recovering, so don't worry. But he urges all men to go to their doctors if they've had symptoms that they are worried about. So I'm guessing this is some sort of uh, male, uh, at least mm. commonly male cancer, maybe. Probably. Colon, it didn't say. Colon or prostate. Col- yeah, it didn't say which type of cancer, just that he had it. And Sounds then he was being prostate to me. But it does sound a little yeah. bit. Pro- yeah. A little prostate. A little male centric that if something yeah. doesn't feel right. Go to your doctor and get it checked out. I mean, that's just good advice. Follow Elvis Costello's advice, people. Just go to the doctor if something doesn't feel right. There's doctors, and if you don't have health insurance, uh, there are things. There are things you can get involved in to connect you with ways you can get it. Don't lose hope. There is insurance even for you. Yes, you. I'm pointing at somebody in the audience there. All right, let's move on. Our next story is about Metallica. They're in the news because they have donated twenty-five thousand euros to the Finnish. Vico and Laja Hursty. I swear, sometimes you just put things in to see <laughs> see how I pronounce them. Um, They're Swedish, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Benico and Laja Hursty charitable charitable. Wow, I messed up on the English word. That's about right. Uh, charitable trust. Those people have a charitable trust. Uh, While well, visiting to play two sold out shows at the Helsinki Arena. The organization has been arranging bread queues in in you have in twice Helsinki twice oh, a week for unemployed pensioners, students, and anyone in need. That's nice of them. Yes. This just happened to be perfect timing as the organization was struggling with financial troubles as private donors and public support have been dwindling in recent years. What good guys, good guys, Metallica. Yeah. Uh, they did this without knowing that they were in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But it's just still nice. Yeah. I mean, they had two sold out shows, so I mean, it's nice. To, Metallica's. But it's just one of those nice bands out there. That they're one of those institutions that's been around so long, and they have so much money. They're <laughs> sitting out there, giant pile of money. They're like, yeah, we'll do something nice. Yeah. Uh, so this is just well, shows that Metallica's will always be the good guys here. So uh, far, so, so far, so, so good. good. Um, yeah. Unless something changes, uh, which could happen. Unless something with the internet happens with them, something could happen. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, good job, Metallica. Way to be good guys. Yeah. Moving on to our last story here is about not a band. But MIT... Oh, this is a fun story. So yeah, MIT, uh, there are some people over there that are developing a program that has to do with music and AI. Pixel Player is what it's called. It's a new AI program that can recognize instruments in a video, identify specific levels, and isolate the sounds that they produce. So it's like a music dissector bot. Right, but note that this isn't for program-specific, but rather... Any video. Yeah. So if several instruments are playing in a video, for example, it can play. It can isolate and play the a single instrument, and and make it louder than the other instruments. Mm-hmm. It can also be used. For, it can be used for any video and can identify the sounds of twenty instruments. And even further uh, things are being added along the way. It could become an effective auto editing tool or provide a way to improve or restore the quality of old concert footage. Right, so this is more of an. This is also partly an AI program. Yeah, and it learned to identify these twenty uh, different instruments through s- only sixty hours of video, huh. which is kind of impressive. Okay, because uh, you go through sixty hours like in a week easily. Uh, but yeah, able to hear concert footage on the first time and dissect what it is that's going on, able to isolate that track. And then bring it up, lower it, basically audio engineer it 
for mass audience. Yeah, is pretty sweet. That is cool. It's that cool. could be uh, that could come in handy. I when I was reading that thought of an, a potential use uh, the restoration of uh, like old. Um, like film mm-hmm. um, for like that's it has cut like a heavy music, like right. like heavy music like, content like, in it, or like mu- old musicals or old music videos. Even music we're getting videos. to the point where music videos are getting pretty old. Yeah, uh, that would be. This is all cool. This is all really cool. Yeah, so, I think the bigger job, thing here is going to be for a concert and restoration of old yeah. concert food footage right. for video. I mean, especially like whenever you like hear Elvis tracks, <laughs> they're always screaming girls. But if you're able to isolate the screaming girls out, yeah, and restore classic Elvis music, <laughs> it could make it work. It could work, and that not classic Elvis, but Costello music. Although that might also that may also work too. Might also work too. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, yeah, uh, that does it for music news. Did we listen to anything this week? Uh, you listened to Scorpions last week. Ah, uh, you listened to Scorpion. I talked about Scorpion last week. Yes. Uh, this week, I'm trying to think. Did I don't listen think we listened to. No, it was kind of a slow music week. Yeah, it was. A, it was a half music week because yeah. of Fourth of July. Right. Yeah. We were so too busy listening to the sounds of never-ending fireworks. That and every, basically every patriotic song out but there in existence. <laughs> You probably got your feet uh, uh, full of Toby Keith over the weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Francis Scott Key. Relax now that you're a Toby Keith free. Uh, Toby Keith free life. That's how I live. Toby Keith sober for, for five months. That's what my uh, token says. Five months sober. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, let's go. Let's wrap things up with the video games. Video games in our last segment today. And to start, we have upcoming releases this week. First up, Shining Resonance Refrain, which sounds like the most JRPG-ass title for a JRPG I've ever heard. Oh yeah, it is. That is on PlayStation 4, Switch, and Xbox One. That's your big release of the week. We have a video game adaptation of the movie Hotel Transylvania 3 with Hotel Transylvania 3 colon Monsters Overboard. Because they're on a cruise ship. Get it? Uh We have a game called 20XDX. Sorry, 20XX. (laughs) Said the Homestar Runaway. That's on Switch. Warhammer, we have Warhammer Vermintide 2 coming to Xbox One. That was on PC previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is coming to Switch. That was originally a Wii U game. Captain Toad. Captain Toad. And Octopath Traveler, the long-awaited hey! uh, Square Enix RPG that harkens back to the 8-bit or the 16-bit era, is uh, finally coming to Switch. So I know somebody, aka you, who's excited for that. Yeah. I have heard really good things. Uh, I saw IG, or no, Kotaku score on it. It was yeah. nines all across the yeah. board. Uh, some people on podcasts uh, this week were talking about it's uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, we might check out some Octopath Travel right. for you guys. We have to look into that. We might have to. Moving in to video game news. First up, we have a story about a cancellation. A game that was around for a little bit, but has now gotten the X. Well, that would be titanfall online there was gonna be an online yeah if you're wondering what that is there's for a good reason don't get too excited this was not an american product this was something that was released in china so this was a game that was a collaboration between ea and nexon <laughs> yes nexon uh, some of you might know as uh, Maple Story long-time guys. mmo mmo uh purveyors of games such as maple story uh, but yeah, uh, 
Titanfall Online was kind of an online only like equivalent to Titanfall One, I think, but like watered down with some pay to play elements. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, for international audience. It was not for. Uh, it was not released in the U.S. No, it was a South Korea based right. project they were working on. So yeah, it's uh, it's been around for over three years, but it has now been canceled. They say, quote, after much deliberation, it was decided that re- reallocating development resources to another project was just better for both companies. This comes after a limited time test that had generated just a lukewarm reception. So, eh, seems like no harm, no foul. It seems like uh, not. it wasn't really that big of a hit anyways. They're not really depressing anyone by canceling this thing. And uh, if it means uh, something else gets a little bit more attention, that could be ten- p- potentially really good. Uh, I think that this is also due to PUBG and Fortnite basically dominating oh, yeah. the shooter genre right now. <laughs> you're probably not wrong, internationally especially. Like, yeah, Fortnite is the new hotness. So if you're a game and you're not a Battle Royale at this point, you're kind of not a game. Right. Which is crazy that we're saying that so soon. I know. Yeah. But that that is the that is the world we live in. That's the yeah. video game world we live in right Things now. Things change. All right, All right, let's move on to a different video game that's getting so a little bit of a... So speaking of Battle Royale, I mean yeah, and Battlefront. Yeah, speaking of EA as well, uh, so Battlefront 2, uh, the much maligned Star Wars multiplayer game that came out last year and was the cause of much discomfort for EA and EA's fans about loot boxes, it is constantly getting fixed. And this new fix has to do with an update being, uh, being installed to fix a game-breaking ability that allowed everybody's favorite char- Star Wars character, Emperor Palpatine, uh, from shooting lightning through walls. That's Seems pretty a- cheap. Well, apparently it was. Yeah. Apparently uh, everyone knew about this glitch. Yeah. Everyone loved to abuse this glitch, you know, because if you can shoot someone through walls, what's the point of having walls? So what they did was they emergency- They did an emergency fix, which was just taking him out of the game. <laughs> uh, and no, no news about when he's going to come back. So yeah. if you are really excited to pay play Emperor Palpatine. Too bad. Yeah, they were going to nerf him uh, initially in their patch. Didn't quite work yeah. as they wanted. Apparently back in June, uh, they took his ability to target enemies through walls out. So this was already something they were kind of working on. Right. EA has not said what the cause for the removal was, even though it's pretty obvious what it was, and or when he will return. So, yeah. We'll see. So, right now the Palpatine has been axed. And expect him to come back for a holiday release. Yeah. Alright. Or as soon as they can get him fixed. As soon as they can get him fixed. Yep. Just like the dog he is. <laughs> Wait, what? Alright, let's move on. Uh, next story has to do with multiplayer shooter that isn't a battle royale, but it is Overwatch. Overwatch is in the news because it is esports. It is the esport of the moment. Uh, and if you're wondering why we're not talking about this during the sports segment, it's because this is a video this game. This is a video game, but it's also a sport. I don't know. We're still trying to figure these segments out. This, is the, this is the weird <laughs> crossover that we get to. Yeah. Maybe we should in the future move this up to be after this. No, this still doesn't work. No, we'll, we'll just yeah. talk about it. We'll find yeah, where it is. We just have to talk Let's find where it is. is. Anyway, so yes, the Overwatch League, which is the esports organization for Overwatch here, uh, and internationally, I think, as well. Uh, yes. Their quarterfinals start Wednesday, July 11th. Hey, that's today. Today at 8 p.m., which was today, earlier today. And fans, if you are interested, you can watch all the action on a combination of channels. ESPN, Disney, uh, specifically Disney XD, and ABC Networks. 
Blizzard and Disney XD has signed. <laughs> so I have to mention that every time. Has signed an exclusive multi-year broadcasting deal that includes tonight's playoffs, the season one grand finals that will be taking place at the Barclays Center in New York later this month, and Overwatch League season two, the entirety of it. The Overwatch League Grand Finals begin on Friday, July 27th, at 7 o'clock Eastern, with the best of five matches on ESPN. We'll, we'll, we'll begin. We'll yes. begin. That's at the end of the month. Right. So that's at the end of the month, July 27th. So yes. best of five match on ESPN. Right. So that's ESPN fully adopting esports as a sport. Going hard on the Overwatch. Something tells me that our little buddies down the street over at Blizzard may have uh, maybe dropped off some cash. Uh, sign to Mr. Iger in order to make this happen. Uh, that's what I'm thinking here. Yeah, yeah, think? Because I feel like this is all very quick and very like, oh, want, we want Overwatch to be a thing? Who has the ability to make Overwatch League a thing? Oh, Disney does. You know, ESPN, the leader in sports news. So I have a question now. Answer. Uh, well, I guess a two-prong. Two questions. Okay. First question is, do you think it'll work? Do you think that this will finally be, after literal decades of us talking about esports being a thing, will this finally be the thing that makes esports a thing? Uh, so, maybe. Because this is still run through Blizzard's own um, network. Blizzard yeah. is producing this entire thing. ESPN is just distributing it. They're just yeah. giving them airtime. So ESPN and Disney are not necessarily adopting it as a sport. They're just giving them a platform to right. showcase everything. So they're not really putting any risk involved. It's low yeah. risk. Also, yeah. it's summertime for yeah. them, which yeah. is low everything. Dead zone. Dead zone. Um, I think what's interesting is that they're going to be running the entire season two right. on right. Yeah. ESPN and Disney XT, which would be a weird crossover for those two networks. Yeah. The second question, the kind of tie-in question I want to ask you then, in response to that, is, or did it already happen and we just we just totally missed it? And is this already something that's been normalized and it happened under everybody's? Well, notes? TBS has already been running yeah. not only Evo but all, yeah. but different um, fighting tournaments on their channel on Turner. Do you think this is enough, though, where, like, people in, like, a decade from now, like, people who grew up, like, in the late 2000s and early 2010s, like, when that generation is talking about esports, will they be like, oh, yeah, it's always been a thing? Yes, because ESPN, <laughs> during the summer, to lead to football, has always run their Madden tournaments. That's true, yeah, they have. So, they've had esports on ESPN already. This is... Nothing new for them in the sense of we're going to show video games on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I just I think it's interesting. It's one of those things where it's like I feel like I don't know when we're going to stop talking about it, as if it's not happening, as as if we're not living in it. And so I'm kind of what I, I realized while I was talking about it is like, wait, is it happening? And am I just am I just part of the old guard who's just sitting there? It's like ah, oh, it's not going to be a thing. Meanwhile, ESPN is freaking running the final. Like, am I just one of those people who just need to finally realize? Oh wait, no, it was a thing this whole time. It was. It's been a. <laughs> it's been a thing that ESPN has worked with over the past at least right. ten years. But I guess I don't. But I, because I, guess I don't know what the difference is is between occasional, like occasional. We're gonna occasionally show you mean this seasonal thing. <laughs> and, and seasonal, which is what they're getting into here. 
does this change? Does this is this the line? Like, is this the line that they, once they cross, it's real? Well, like I said, with the when they did the mad stuff, that was always cash prizes. Yeah, but it was also not multiple times. It was just like here. I don't know. It was. It was always into the lead up of the next Madden game, which is what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but it's just an interesting thing. Esports will be a constant f- form of. Uh, of, of confusion, I feel. And I don't know if that's ever going to stop. <laughs> Alright. I, I think because there is no either dedicated channel. I mean, it used to be X, a G4. Yeah, no, that doesn't exist. And that doesn't exist. Um, but there, since there is no, like, dedicated channel for esports gaming or esports competition. Yeah. I think that's where your disconnect is happening. Maybe. Because they're seasonal, because they're, like, Hey, special event, two weeks only. Whereas sports happen over the, like traditional sports as we see it, happen over the course of six to eight months. That's an interesting point. I think part of that's interesting because I want to almost argue, but the internet exists. And I feel like the fans of that have a place to go see those. Like Twitch. But then the second part of, second, like another part of me is like, wait, why doesn't that exist? Why hasn't some venture capital firm gotten really behind a network for, for like, a cable network for esports? We did. It was G4. No, that was not for esports. I know, not for esports, but that was just for video, video games, games and technology. Tech. But no, what I'm talking about is just in esports. There's probably enough programming. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are enough YouTubers out there or Twitch streamers yeah. to where, I mean, they have cons for this stuff to where people come and gather and people will pay to see them talk about what their daily routines and their, Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, I guess plays. maybe it's too risky still. But, like, yeah, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting concept that nobody's really doing right now. Yeah, right. I think I think that go, comes into advertising as to, yeah, not only who are you going to advertise to, yeah, but is there enough money or generating content that I can get stuff back? And maybe this Overwatch stuff on ESPN is how you prove it. Right. Maybe this is where that comes from. I mean that's also why it's a slow. It's it's a basically a no risk for Disney because they're not producing it. They're just showing it into a, t- a dead time zone right now, where literally all they're doing is baseball or Sports Center. That's true. I mean, College World Series is coming up too, so they have that and same with yeah. baseball. But that's all baseball. It's baseball, 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 baseball. baseball. It, you need something to break up that monotony until football returns. All right. Well, let's move on to our last story, which is also about competitive video gaming, but in the but the dark side of competitive video gaming. Speaking of battle royales, we go to the world of PUBG, PUBG? Uh, player unknowns battlegrounds. So Tencent Holdings has now arrested. There, by the way, some uh, uh, the, the Tencent is the giant conglomerate that owns piece of uh, PUBG. Yes, has the, finally the arrested Chinese a company. ring of hackers with the help of the Chinese law enforcement. They arrested 141 people creating the cheating apps that contained a Trojan virus, allowing hackers to access the user's PC to extract personal information. This is in addition to the 120 arrests in January and 15 in April. While there are still cheaters out there, they hope these arrests will deter others from cheating or joining these rings. Uh, yes and no, because while you still get arrested for this, and they are cracking down, it is a very lucrative business, or 
not business, but very lucrative to hack uh, all these accounts. I mean, I think I read that they were making like a hundred thousand yen a day. Yeah. Doing this. So it's for. Yeah, it's lucrative. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely making money the illegal way this way. <laughs> yeah. And if you have the ability to do it, I mean, there's not a whole lot to stop you. Yeah, I sounds mean, like it. Besides it, being potentially a, arrested. Well, yeah, I mean, you get <laughs> arrested, but there's... I mean, what is that, like two years? What is that, $2,000 if you're Bruno Mars? <laughs> Bruno Mars? Yeah, wait, sorry. Chris Brown. <laughs> You're dead. You're done. Damn it out, guys. All right. Which is convenient because that brings us to the end of video games. And that brings us, yes, uh, forever. Video games are done. Just called it. Yeah. And to the end of the podcast. That was All it. All right. So let's, let's plug away. The Media Boat Podcast. If you enjoyed what you saw this week, well, we'll be back next week. We're live every week at Wednesday. Wow. Sorry. Let me start over. We're live every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. PM Pacific time to be specific on our YouTube channel. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our channel. Please subscribe to us. Click that bell and you'll get notifications when we go live. Leave some comments. Just leave some friendly feedback. We love friendly feedback. Um, you can also find the audio version of our podcast if you prefer not to look at our mugs all all the all the time. Mm. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts or any of those other RSS feed driven podcatchers that you can name. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us there. Also, leave us a review. Leave us some stars on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate that as well. Um, you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at at Media Boat Cast. We're on Facebook. Search Media Boat Podcast. Leave a comment on our page there too. Why not? Just comment away everywhere you can. You can even email us if you want. We're mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com if you're feeling so inclined. Uh, tell us what you think about the show. Uh, I think it's a good show. To... No, not you. Oh. <laughs> Audience, tell us what you think about the show. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you want to do us even better than that, you can help us out with money on patreon.com slash mediaboat. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. Yes, even just a dollar a month can help us make this show even better, make our content even better, make special content just for people who are our patrons. So that's also really cool. Also, mediaboatpodcast.com is our website. That is our home on the internet. It is going through a revision. It continues to be going through a revision. I am slowly going through and uh, placing images on our older stories. Uh, go there if you want to see our archived thoughts about movies and television shows and video games and music that we enjoyed this year, earlier this year, and last year. You know, I got nothing going on this weekend. Yeah. So I may just get sit down and just pound something. out uh, all these thoughts that have been building up. It's also where you can find um, uh, our podcast as well. We have the live stream archive from YouTube on our posts as well as a little blurb uh, about it each week. So check that out. Uh, MediaBoatPodcast.com is the website. Tell your friends. All right. That will finally do it. That's all the plugs away. Uh, we will be back next week for another episode of the Media Boat Podcast. But until then, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.